0: Five questions for the new year. So I want to keep this short, sweet, and impactful. I also don't want this to be some really boring, I'd rather stick a fork in my eye than listen to the same repetitive, boring, old New Year's resolution, releasing, intention-setting, goal-setting sort of New Year questions. So to me, these were deep dive questions. They're big, they're deep, they're gutsy, they're gory, (laughs) gory. I don't know where we're going now, but that's going to be fun. Um, Questions that I've seen impact many people in retreats or in programs or spaces that we've held, questions that kind of take us into truer desires, truer More authentic places within ourselves—places that just like mental chatter doesn't always get us to. Places that, you know, talking about what is your goal, what is your resolution, doesn't always get us to. So that's my aim today: is to, you know, give you everything I've gotten. These five questions—they're five questions that um, I went hiking on New Year's Eve with a couple of very dear, dear, beloveds in my life, and hiked up a mountain and kind of had some conversation around some of these questions. Some of these questions have come from retreat spaces where it's not just about new years, it's about new chapters, new beginnings, new starts. Um, So feeling into kind of that like death rebirth energy maybe a little bit or that (laughs) Phoenix rising energy um, I could go into a whole slew of archetypes that we could associate with them, but I won't. I'll, I'll spare you the archetypal talk today. Um, so as we move into this conversation, there's always this part to invite you to set up your space, and your psychic space, your emotional space, your body, physical space, just to put yourself in a position where you can get somewhere deep because I could give you the greatest information on the planet. I could give you the best reflective questions on the planet, but if you're not in a space to receive, nothing's coming in. And so that's the invitation here in this moment is feeling into like, what can you do to get in the right space? And do you even want to go this deep? So you know, that's kind of the real question. Do you want to go this deep? And if you do, good. Do what you need to do to be able to get this deep. Maybe switch this off and listen when you're not driving a car. Maybe switch off the other distractions. Maybe get a journal out. Maybe you're an artist and you draw, and that's kind of a way that takes you in deeper. But whatever it is for you, just make that space, right? This conversation is about you. All of these podcasts and episodes and retreats and workshops it's about you. It's just... I just happen to enjoy, and it just happens to be very purposeful for me, to open doors into deeper realms of self, truer places within self, you know, hopefully higher ways of living in the world, more authentic ways of living in the world, hopefully better ways of having relationship, hopefully more purposeful aligned ways of being in jobs and careers and businesses we create or what whatever it happens to be, but that's what this is about. Um, and so. You know, that's kind of my offering, my gift to you. And then it's, you know, can you be in a place to receive the gift? Can you get yourself in a place to dive into this? All right, enough of the setup stuff. I wanna go into this first question, and they might seem like disjointed and all over the place, but there's a method to my madness. This question was a question we explored very deeply maybe I, I explored this for the first time 10 years ago um, when i was doing some really deep meditation teacher training i think it might have been even a longer ago than that I, older than i like to think i am sometimes but we were exploring myth so i always love referencing joseph campbell when it comes to the exploration of myth he's glorious um, and so if you're called to like explore more on myth and, um, our own myth and what is our own myth and archetypes and like the common myths around the world. He's a great, he's a great resource and there's a lot of stuff that's been done by him, but to bring it back to today in our conversation today, and one of these five questions is what is your personal myth? So this is wild. We are all living a personal myth or multiple personal myths. You're playing one out. You're living one. I know this sounds crazy and like don't, You might be getting that like resistance place just like bear with me I'm gonna find a way to get past our resistance or past the skepticism or past the like I'm not living a myth Sabrina I am a complete original. I'm completely unique. I don't I don't follow or prescribe to any myth Yes, that's totally true. You are totally unique Right, and you're not following some prescribed myth. However, there is some serious wisdom and that's what I'm trying to open the door to here is there is some serious wisdom to going through the impersonal door and looking at myth from an impersonal place to help us see what it is that we have been creating and what it is that we will create in the future. So. I sometimes like to do this, and I do this often on these conversations and podcasts or wherever the heck it is you're listening to this, but is to look outside of yourself. And I'll give you some examples because this will help us go into this. But look at someone you know quite well. It could be, but not too much enmeshment. Right? maybe like a past relationship is a good one like one that we're like well and truly over. They're really good like hindsight's 2020 20. we can see without enmeshment or entanglement or we can see without um, the role that we're playing And so just kind of open the door to some sort of relationship or person arising that you can see relatively clearly and then feel into, what are the songs that they listen to? What are the movies that they like to watch? What is the narrative going on when they talk about their life? And you can start to see myth in other. So you can start to see myth and you can start to see that this is their personal myth. And that's part of life, is we're just exploring our personal myth. We're creating our personal myth as we go along. So I'll give a random example of a past relationship that was like a very very clear myth. And you feel for you and this you could explore this for hours, for days, this. This is this is juicy. This is big. This is intense. When we can start to see our lives from this place, our relationships, our 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 roles, our the projections being placed on us the characters we're being asked to play in someone's play so let me repeat that this is really important the characters we're being asked to play in someone's play the care like someone's got a myth a play that they're putting on they're putting on a play and they need characters to fulfill the myth that they need to play out in this life so this is what we're going into. Like, how exciting is this? We could do, you know, like multiple days of a workshop on this, exploring our personal myth, exploring the roles and the characters that we're playing in other people's myths and how true, how valid, how useful, how aligned, how purposeful are these are these roles that we're playing and are these myths, are we holding on to an old myth that is just looping itself around and around and around and around and we're actually like ready to move into a whole new story we're actually ready to create a whole new play with with new players with new characters but we're not we're stuck in this loop of replaying um a play so all right let's let me give you the example that i promised i would give so this was many many years ago i was like 20s so this was i don't even know who i was back then um I kind of do she was just this fun wild thing trying to figure out life but anyways I was um, in this relationship and could so very clearly see this myth because it was not there was a non-resonance in the myths that I wanted to play out or the roles that I wanted to play out and so you could hear this this person a beautiful person but would listen to like old country music, loved Waylon Jennings, loved Johnny Cash, loved the story of struggling man saved by woman. So when I was able to get to the guts of the myth, it was that, that's what he really wanted to play out like struggling man so if you think about waylon jennings life it was like struggle 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 um substance abuse um in relationships struggle with just with women struggle with fame struggle with but i don't even know i don't even know like waylon jennings i might be doing a complete disservice to waylon jennings but this is just from what i got to learn out of that Um, relationship that interaction with that beautiful soul but Waylon Jennings like toward the end of his life meets a woman and just completely shifts his life cleans up his life he um, his music goes to a different level he finds love he find like he just becomes this really good man because of or perceived as because of this woman. So at least that was his myth. I don't know whether that's true or not, but this man's myth was it was because he met this woman that her her love, her life, whatever, I don't even know all of the details to it, but brought him to his next place. And there's nothing wrong with that myth. There's nothing wrong with that. And so I'm sharing this as an example for us to start to see and feel into another. By the way, we're about to spin this around on ourselves. So it's beautiful to look at it in terms of other and it's easier. We can always see other in a way that we can't see self we, we, or not in a way that we can't see self. It's always easier to see other than it is to see ourselves. It's so stinking hard but we're about to turn this around. So this is just our doorway in to this conversation. So feeling into an example, a person where you can start to see, and this is, this could be something that you, journal about or you meditate on or you dive into later right like i'm giving you like tiny little snippets of things to go into you could quite legitimately do this for weeks at a time go into this space like weeks at a time we could explore this you could explore this and go oh my gosh i'm i'm playing out you know for instance the example i gave like that role was being put on top of me i was being asked energetically asked and kind of pushed into this box based on, I don't want to go into any words around that. I want to kind of keep this, I'm trying to keep it a little bit shorter and sweeter and to the point. Um, so I won't, I'll pause on that. But but I'm being asked to play out this role for that myth. And and so just feel into, like past ones are great. Past relationships, um, or, or people who were not super enmeshed with, like I said at the beginning of this short little exercise that we're going into, is to feel into something that's not like we're not super close to, because it's then also hard to see as well. So now, and you know, if you're watching this, you could pause here and you could just like really spend some time. You could deepen into this. You could really feel into different relationships and, and start to see, and the questions to ask to kind of help yourself get in are, what do they listen to? What are the themes of the songs that they like? What are the themes of the movies that they really resonate with? What is the story? Who are their heroes or heroines? Like who, who are they like emulating or aspiring to be? Or like you can, right? Like you can start to feel into, and then you start to see, oh my gosh, they're living that. They're, they're living that. That's what they will create in this life. It's, this is not rocket science. We can legitimately see what a person is going to create in their life. you can see, you can feel like um, individuals who really have like strong family, like strong family or strong husband-wife archetype. like you can feel it in them and you know that they're going to create solid family. They're going to create solid, deep, committed long-term relationships. You can feel that, you can feel that in a person and there's nothing right or wrong, right? None of these myths are right or wrong. So the example I gave you of this was just the myth. I will live this wild musician life Um, And drinking and partying and then I will meet a woman and then my life will change and I will be in this deeply committed Relationship, I will clean up my life. I will go to a whole nother level as a human being that Is gonna happen that has happened for that individual it has happened For that individual like that individual is married now and in a really beautiful Relationship and is a completely different man, right? It's happened they happen that we're we're going to do them. We're going to do them. This is like glimpses of of your soul's longings, your soul's callings, what it is that you are deeply desiring to create in your life like what is what it is that you're really wired to I mean you're're we're, we're, I'm wired like I'm wired to create certain things like this I, I've known that I would teach and I would facilitate spaces for a long time, a long time, forever, forever. That was never like a question. But if we can start to see things from outside, we get so many insights and glimpses. So let me wrap this up before I spin it around and point the gosh darn light right on us. And we have to look at ourselves and our myths and what it is that we're creating. And a lot of times when we do that and we see what it is that we're creating, we'll come up against resistance or we'll come up against judgment. We come up against judgment. And you've heard me repeat this a couple of times while we've been having this conversation. There is no right myth. There is no good myth. The the, the wife, husband myth, family myth, That, that that's not good or better than the struggling musician who meets the woman who then becomes the good man. There is no right or wrong. And I know most of us will still struggle against this even as I'm saying this, even as I'm inviting you to have zero judgment. I'm inviting you to have zero judgment. So this is also where we run into trouble is we live in these societies and these family systems and these social structures where this is defined as these are good myths. These are bad myths, right? These are bad myths. You don't want to be a sacred prostitute, right? You you don't want to be wild feminine whose sexuality is free and liberated. That's a bad myth in most cultures, in most social frameworks, in most family systems. That is a bad myth. But how many of us have myths like that I'm not saying that particular one, but we have. It's just fucking wired in us that this is just who I am, but it's judged so harshly, or it's deemed not as good as this one. Like, oh, wife, husband myth. You're a good person. You're a good person. You're a good upstanding citizen. You fit into social norms. And how many of us are trying to fit into a myth that is not authentically, innately ours? That's something that we have to seriously own because there are a lot of us who are fitting into a myth, who are fitting into a storyline, who are fitting into archetypes that are what our family thinks is good, what our society thinks is good, what we think is good what we think is good, what we have adapted as, this is valuable, these are good, this is not, these are bad. And this is where we run into trouble. This is where we get sick, this is where we numb out, this is where we find substances to take us out of this disjointed way of living, this out of balance way of this untrue, inauthentic, inauthentic. So had I stayed in that relationship, Had I stayed in that role playing relationship, right? Like saving the struggling musician, um, making him this better man, I would have been sacrificing, I would have been not being true to myself at that time in my life. Also these things change, like myths change and what we're called to act, enact, embody, like we're not acting, we're not, we're living but we're embodying certain energies. We're embodying certain roles. And that's part of our soul growth. It's it's part of why we're humans, part of what we get to do. Like we get to do that. I get to be like 45 different women in 45 different roles all in a week, right? Like I get, we get to do that. Now, not all of us have like 45 different ones, but, The question here is what myths, what storyline, what characters are we dying to be? Are we longing to experience, not just longing to watch it on a television screen? And again, remember, these are your hints. These are your hints to start to see what are the, Oh wow, my brain is hilarious today. I just went to sexual fantasies, right? Because that gives you hints. But let me like tone it down for a second and then we'll go in there. But what are the books you love? The themes of the books you love? What are the heroes, the heroines, the characters you love? What are the storylines you love the music the themes in the music that you love what are the sexual fantasies that you love what are the where you look outside of yourself at another person you go wow they've got the life or oh if only i was free enough to experience that and so question here it took us a long time to get there but question here is what. We, you know, and I know that we titled this like five questions for new year for the new year like five questions to move into a new chapter five questions to move into a new like a new beginning and the, the question here is like what myth Am I desiring to live out to enact to express what myth? What what myth that gives you clues to soul purpose to what will so fill you, what will be so fulfilling, so purposeful, so um, love-filled, what will be quite legitimately your highest expression of self at this time. And again, remember, myths change. They change what we're drawn to. Like my myths at 20 are nothing. Like my my myths and my my personal myths and my what i'm creating in my 40s they're not they're so different so also don't like cling on to something so speaking of this now let's go to question two all right i said there's gonna be five questions i have no idea what the next ones are gonna be now that i've gone so deep in this thing which shocking when do we not end up going like into the deep end but what myth are you playing out so first question let me just clarify this first question is what myths are you like longing for like what are the books you're reading what are the themes that you're watching what are the stories you're loving what are the movies who are the heroines who are the heroes what which ones right now right now in this moment i don't care about 10 years like right now like what what are you on like what are you fired up by inspired by what stories what myths what's, what's lighting you up Right now, and it can change in a month, or a year, or five years, and it could have been totally different a month ago, and completely different two years ago. Right now, right now, Like, what are the books that light you up? What are the, right, what, what is it that's lighting you up? So that's question one, and that gives you clues to what it is that we are like deeply longing to create in our lives, what we're deeply calling to call in, what we're deep, deeply calling to call in. Wow, good words today. Um, what we're desiring. So that's question one. Question two. Question two is what roles are we playing? What myths are we playing that just don't fit? It just doesn't fit. That's a big one. That's a big one, right? One is which ones are calling me? Which ones am I creating going forward? And then which ones? Right now, I don't care about five years ago. I right now we don't all have time to dive into five years ago right now in this moment like what roles are you playing that just don't fit and it might be that you can't change those and that's okay but it's at least us getting real right like you it's gonna suck this one's gonna suck and this is just the one that's come into my mind and I just I don't know. We're just going to call it out. We're going to bring it to the surface because there's tons of shame around this. But let's say your mother, your mother, we're just going to stick with mother. I'm not going to go to father. And that waters it down a little bit. I think your mother, not to diminish that in any means, but if I just can stick to one, I can keep it super focused. But mother is, is a role that you're playing out but you're feeling the call to be a different role strongly. Like there's, you're not reading stories about being mother. You're reading stories and you're watching movies about like wild woman, right? Wild freedom, adventure, new creations, whatever it happens to be. But you're mother right now. So it's not necessarily that we're uncovering these things because we're going to step out of them because we need to change them. It's not at all about that. It's simply about bringing the awareness. It's simply about bringing it up into the light, like out of the shadows, into the light, like, Hey, here, this is just where I'm at. And so I'm sharing this to hopefully let go of shame or guilt that will keep you from seeing the roles that just don't feel like they're singing to you right now. So no shame, no guilt. We get to be exactly where we're at. We get in trouble when we pretend we're somewhere that we're not. That's when we get in big trouble. Big trouble. Wires get crossed. We don't hear our intuition. We numb out. We act out. We do all sorts of wild, crazy things. We cope in ways. Our system is so jacked up. It is so jacked up. People ask me, Sabrina, on the spiritual path, what is like the number one thing that you could talk about for evolution, for evolving, for spiritual growth, for, for just personal growth, for living in alignment with our deep truth, with our soul, with spirit, with God, whatever we want to call the term things, feeling connected. What is like the number one thing or or what is the number one thing you could share around? being switched on to our intuition, living from a deeper place, living from heart, living in alignment and in accordance with our deepest truths and our most authentic selves, being being honest, it's that. It's with ourselves, this radical honesty. And this is one of those pieces of be radically honest. Be radically honest, and it could suck. Because you could get to a point of, wow, if I'm honest about this, I'm going to have to make some changes or I'm going to have to have some challenging conversations. Like if I, I'm going to have to step out of perceived safety and security if I admit this to myself. I might have to leave this relationship if I admit that this is just not a role that fits me anymore. Maybe it fit you so perfectly for the last 10 years of your life and you're like, this just doesn't fit me. This is just not fitting. I'm pushing. I'm inviting you to push outside of comfort zones. Comfort zones are limits. Comfort zones are ceilings. Comfort zones is the box that we've painted ourselves into or we've allowed our family systems to paint ourselves into. And so, again, this this invitation to... Be you, like let it look unique and crazy and totally outside of social norms. Giving ourselves this permission to be ourselves, right? There is no myth that's better than another myth. There isn't, there is just what's true. There is just what's true, that's it. There's no right or wrong, good or bad, it's what's truest, it's what's truest. It's what's what's truest. And when it's what's truest, I promise you it's coming from love. When we actually get to what's truest, not my fearful self acting out or my wounded self acting out, because we might hit some like really weird stuff, like really weird stuff, especially when I start saying like go into the sexual fantasies, go into like taboo areas, right? They're so distorted though. and, and, And so we have to also be very discerning about what is shadowy material, what is wounded material and what is authentic, true soul material. So let's just put a caveat on that. This isn't just like, Oh, I'm going to uncover that. My myth is to be a murderer or I'm going extremes. Like I'm going super, super extremes. Right. Um, but to clear out the rubble around it so it's pure, So it's pure, like this is gonna get crazy. This is gonna get crazy. I always love when I hit the crazy button. This is the crazy button, right? So what if that energy around murderer, I'm just gonna expand our minds for a little bit and you can, like this is one of those parts where you could just give me the finger and you can take this and you could put this in like the bucket bucket. Like, uh uh-uh, I'm not listening to this one, Sabrina. No, this is too, this 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 is, no, not going there. That's beautiful, totally, totally beautiful. But it's just a way to possibly think about something different. That's it. That's why I'm gonna share this one. Just a way to think about something different and to give us an example of the possible de-rubbling of something, the possible getting to the deepest truth without the wounds, without the distortions, without the shame, without the guilt. Because when we express an energy from that place, it comes out distorted as hell. It comes out oftentimes hurtful, it comes out wounded. It, wounded for us, it comes out wounding others, it comes out from a really wonky place. But it's we, we purify that, we clear that out, right? And that's a lot of the work that we do. Actually, we're gonna do a lot of this work in the week-long free workshop series that we're doing at the end of January, so um, I will talk more about that. But in the meantime, you can join our Facebook group to get more details on it. So we'll share lots and lots of stuff in the Facebook group. But we're gonna do experiential work. This is me talking. I'm like a talking head on podcasts. I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, my aim is to open doors and to like give us access to these places. But this is this is the experiential component of it. This is the Let me share some tools and some practices and hold the space that will take you beyond the mental realm, that will take you into those deepest parts of self, that will take you into the places where we create deep change. It's like going in to the root of a thing versus just skimming across the surface and we just keep mowing the lawn, right? It's like we just mow the lawn, like chop the weeds, chop the weeds, chop the weeds. But this is going in down like the stem of the weed to the root of the weed and i don't always like the analogy of like ripping it out because it's not necessarily we always rip out old wounds sometimes they just alchemize they shift it, it, like I, I think this like releasing the, the, things gets a little bit goofy. But anyways, I'm going to stick with that analogy, like pulling the weed out from the root. How many of us feel like, oh, we've been doing personal development and it's so surface level. Oh, we've been um, doing talk therapy forever and it's gotten me somewhere. I'm not tabooing it. I think it's beautiful and it's useful where it's useful and when it's useful, but it doesn't go everywhere. Just like going into the depths, into the guts of things, and the experiential component of it, where deep out chemical change happens, isn't the be all end all, it's not everything, but it's a thing, and it's a big thing. And I don't see it happening a whole hell of a lot out in the world. I see a lot of surface level, put a band-aid on it, or numb it out, or anesthetize it, or let's just fucking talk about it until we're blue in the face, but our relationships don't change. Our sex lives don't change, our careers don't change, the feeling of being fulfilled doesn't change, right? We does not changing. It's not creating that deep internal change. Anyways, that's what we're gonna do. That's what's gonna happen in those seven days, is taking us to those places where that big, deep alchemical change happens on the well, the deepest levels I can get you to, which is partially up to you. Of course, partially up to me. I'll do my job. Your job is to just do your job, which is to say, yeah, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. And then to do the workshops, to do what I'm gonna share with everybody. And it's totally free. It's free. We do something big, beautiful, magical, wild, every year at the start of the year. Last year, it was 12 days. This year, that almost killed me, and everyone else (laughs) because it was so much, so fast. So we're going to do seven days and we're opening it up to men, women, everyone on the gender spectrum. Um, I'm ridiculously excited for this, for this new level of work. These new access points, Um, ridiculously excited that we now have a space and we're going to have a container and we're going to go on a journey that's open to all genders. Um, But like, How it's sort of feeling is it will be um, specific to those who there will be specific workshops for those who kind of primarily identify as feminine and those who primarily identify as masculine because we have different wiring. Different wiring. So to speak to that different wiring. To really create a space. Like those of us. Who, and I, I might be in a woman body. But I actually. Like my doorway in. Or my access point is masculine. Possibly. I'm just throwing this out there. Right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It's not about the bodies that we're in. It's which form of practice most calls to us. The feminine form of practice. Or the. There's. There's or the masculine form of practice. So anyways, I'm excited for that. Facebook group right now is kind of where everything's at. We will get opt-in details. You're going to have to sign in because I have to be able to email you all of the workshops. Um, But we're going to get you all those access details later on. Um, So for now, it's just everything's kind of starting to happen in the Facebook group. And you'll find a link at the podcast. So if you just go to rewildingforwomen.com forward slash whatever number podcast this is. I don't know. I legitimately don't know if this is 112 or 113 or something, but it's just rewildingforwomen.com forward slash that number. If you're on YouTube, there will be something in the descriptions and in the comments for the link to find our Facebook group. It's, or you can search it, just search Sabrina Lynn rewilding and it will come up. So Sabrina Lynn rewilding for men and women is what it says right now. Anyways. Um, and request to join and we'll get you in. Um, I would love to share how to do all of this, right? When we're doing it to a tiny little degree, like we're starting to like tip in there just a little bit, but we're really gonna go into what are our myths. And we're really gonna go into where is that rubble sitting? Where is that fear sitting? Where are the distortions sitting? Okay, so I know that that was like a long interlude It's not an interlude, it's an invitation to do something really insanely beautiful and totally life-changing for free, right? That's what that was. Yeah, that's it. All right, so, but I did say that I was gonna give you this example, this ridiculously crazy example that you could put in the bucket bucket, but feeling into like taboo desires, you know, as we're kind of, we're only on question two, this is gonna be a long episode, I think, I might be going for an hour or something. But feeling into uh, question two around what roles am I playing? Both questions, really. What roles am I really desiring to play? What roles don't really fit so much? What myth? What feeling into that? And then feeling into like the tabooish ones. And then I started to mention about what if it's not like the murderer. But here's, here's the like wild piece. How do I want to say this? I'm actually going to reveal a super intimate thing about myself. I'm going to reveal a super intimate sexual thing about myself. And I've talked about this on podcasts in the past. I think Tantra with Friends. <laughs> that sounds fun. Um, that was one of our number one episodes from last year on rewilding. Yeah. Uh, Tantra with Friends. It was, I think, number two most popular last year. But I spoke about this and this is better than murder because I can relate much more deeply, but it's the same. So it doesn't matter what those really taboo desires are for you. When you get the impurity, it's hard to find words for this, the impurity out of it, around it out, when you get the, when you distill it to its purest essence, when you distill it, To its purest essence it's pure love i am i swear to you it is pure love when you distill murderer to its purest essence right i'm talking about purest fucking essence purest essence not from a place of fear not from a place of um, woundedness not from a place of like impure like purest essence purest essence you can feel the high light in it you can feel that it's high light Highlight, there is nothing wrong with death. There is nothing wrong with death. We have a whole lot of judgments around death. We have a whole lot of judgments around um, creating a death or assisting a death, right? Now I'm going into crazy shit. Let me go back to my example because this is a really hard one to hold, the murderer one. So I'm not going there, right? Like I'm not doing that in public talk. It would take me another, hour just to go there but maybe you're feeling a bit of it then just feel into pure essence feel into pure essence and maybe this example will help a little bit and i'm sharing this to help you right this isn't about i want to share crazy stories about myself or i want to share personal stuff about myself i'm sharing it to give you a tangible example of where you're maybe judging something or where something's expressing itself that is still wounded, it's still hurt, it's still has shame, it's still has guilt, it's still has pain. It's not coming from its purest essence, right? And that's why we do shadow work. That's why we do the seven days of workshops. That's why we go deep. That's why we get way beyond unconscious patterning, right? It's to get to the purest essence of everything. And then we're just the divine. We are embodied divinity. Like we become, this is the awakening path. This is the, everything unconscious becomes conscious. Everything, no matter what the desires are, what the threads are, what the longings are, it expresses itself in purest essence, which is always in the highest good of everyone. Always. It can't not be. It's always in the highest good, like the divine plan. It's always in alignment with the divine plan. Always. Well, now we don't believe that, right? Like you've got to walk this path for a good long time and kind of like move into mystic to believe it, to, to believe it, to actually, to, to believe it. So anyways, if it's in the bucket bucket, that's great. Like that's, that's great. Just honoring where we're, where we're all at. And It's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect, so so just none of that like comparison stuff of like, oh God, I'm not a mystic yet. Oh, I haven't gotten to that high spiritual truth yet. This isn't about feeling bad about ourselves at all, right? At all, it's about opening doors to the fullness of ourselves and continuing to walk down that path of enlightenment, the unconscious or consciousness or love. So I'll show the personal story. Then I'm going to share the other three questions because I'm getting through these other three questions and I still don't know what they are. I kind of have some notes, so maybe something over here will fit in. But here's the personal story. So ever since I can remember, like ever since I can remember sexual fantasies, and I'm talking about like kid, like little girl, like five, I had sexual fantasies probably even before five. I remember sitting in like a baby chair having sexual fantasies. But it was always about being dominated. Always. It was always about um, being submissive. It was always about surrendering over to something more powerful than me. But it came through in a man or multiple men that were more powerful than me. And it was always this I would surrender over to, and it was the most blissful thing on the planet for me. The most blissful thing on the planet for me. It was like there was really almost like never any other sexual fantasies for a long time. Still like the number one one. And I held so much shame around that. So much shame around that. So much shame around, oh my God, I'm fantasizing about multiple men or, oh my God, I'm fantasizing or about being so surrendered or subservient isn't the right word, but that's how I would take it. That's how I would translate it because it's not in its purest essence yet. I'm only able to feel it with the framework that I have. I'm, I'm only able to envision it or see it with within my own constraints, within my own belief system. So I'm having these fantasies and they're not fitting in with social norms. They are not fitting in with good girl. They're not fitting in with intimate relation, like good partnership. If you're going to be in a relationship, which is something that was important to me. It's something that is important to me. But back then it was, I will never be able to combine the fullness of my sexuality with an intimate relationship how many of us have those I will never be able to combine being a mother I'm just given some random ones being a mother with running my business with fully stepping into my soul gifts my my purpose my career my not that being a mother is not a purpose but I hope you know what I'm saying I'm starting to get tired <laughs> like 45 minutes in, we're like five minutes over the mark and my brain's starting to just go like wow there's a lot of talk in to land um but feeling into where they battle with each other where they battle with each other and where we deny one or another so that was another little tidbit right that was a little side note feeling into the different myths or desires or parts of life that are seemingly in um, unable to operate at the same time. They're s- like, I have to pick one or the other. It's not both and, it's not both and, it's either or. It's either or, not both and. So feeling into that and then really going, is this true? Is this actually true? Most of the time it's not, I don't think it's ever been. I don't think it ever is, it's not. There's another one of those shitty truths that you want to throw in the bucket, right? Like that might be another one of those, like, yeah, not, not going there, Sabrina, but it's true. It's always both hands. There's, you can be all of those things. You might not be able to be that in your, with your current partner, right? You might not be able to express the fullness of your sexuality with your current partner. And now again, I need to go back to the, the pure essence of things. So let me go to that in a minute. Right? You might not be able to express the fullness of mother along with the fullness of career in your current circumstance, but it doesn't mean that you can't get there. It doesn't mean that you can't get there. You can't create a different structure around you, a different foundation around you, right? So really feeling into, we're going to call this question three. <laughs> so this is question three where are the places that are seemingly battling each other where we have to pick either or and then what belief system do i have that it is either or and then what can i create to have both and or what do i need to let go of so that i can have both and how can i change and shift and move things so that i have the structure around me to have both and or the framework foundation around me so that i can have both and so i want to just finish up on this impurity piece it's not even impurity it's just getting to the purest essence of it through that example so as i worked with this like i worked i worked this place and that's just something another invitation um here's question four we're gonna get through this in an hour here's question four um where are the places that I don't want to go? Where are the places, the areas of my life, the psychic spaces, the emotional places, the timeline of my life, childhood, per, for instance, or mother relationship or father relationship or my relationship to women or my relationship to men or my sexuality or owning my, my power or, um, stepping into my esoteric gifts or being weird, or where is it that we don't want to go? Where is it that you're kind of avoiding? Like, yeah, I'll get there later. Or, you know, I might just not do that in this life. Like, I might just not go into that. Like, eh, but you're feeling it. Like, I mean, there's an infinite amount of things for us to go into, for us to explore, for us to, to shift the change and all, all of that. There's an infinite amount and we're not gonna go into all of them in this lifetime, but the ones where there's a, like you're getting the tap on the shoulder, right? Like tap, tap, like, hey, hey. And you're like, nah, I might not make it in this life. Might not. How do I give you some signposts around this? I think my story might give you some signposts. Like, how do you know what it feels like when you're getting the tap and you're avoiding it, right? Like, and you might know, like if you're just gonna get really serious, like really honest with yourself, you'll know. Like, yeah, this one's a hot topic and I'm avoiding it. Like, yep, don't wanna go there. Or a part of your body that you don't wanna go to, that's another doorway in. Like, I've done a lot of heart work, maybe, and you're like, not done a lot of pelvic work, right? Or I'm really comfortable up here in my head, but getting into lower parts of my body, like I don't even feel them. So that's another kind of just doorway to feel into. So that's question four. (laughs) And I'll give you this example around the sexuality piece. And it was I mean, this was like years of exploration for me. So this wasn't just like, oh, I listened to a podcast and I got to the guts of it. It's bullshit. Hence the seven-day workshop free retreat thing that we're doing. Join the Facebook group. All right. Got keep, to gotta keep sharing it, right? It's going to be so good. I'm just really fired up about it. I'm really fired up about it. So forgive me for just like keeping throwing it out there. Um... 12 days of circle last year blew everyone out of the water. It blew the team out of the water. It blew women who've been doing rewilding for a long time out of the water, right? These, when we do these, we do them. So it's not like, oh, this is gonna be like some bullshit, seven days of you know Sabrina talking and trying to sell some shit. I don't care if you continue on in anything in rewilding. Like, of course I care from a I care about your truth more than I care about anything. If it's true to continue on after that, great. If not, great. Like that's what I care about. All right. Going back to this. So diving into this particular theme that's been with me, myth. It's a myth. We can go right back to that. It's a myth. We could go into all of that and really exploring it and getting to the pure essence of it. So getting to the pure essence of it. So I had to move through the shame around that, the judgment around that. And it wasn't easy. Like all of the emotion that was held in my body and held in my like sexual center around that. Like it literally would lock up orgasmic pleasure sensations because I'm holding this deep shame that I crave these things. Right? And there's another just thing to feel into around sexuality for those of you who that might be something that maybe haven't gone into or maybe you're getting the tap on the shoulder around it. But coming to the pure essence of it, removing the shame, removing the guilt, removing the fears, removing the limited view of what I thought it had to be, removing the limited view of what it means, right? It's like a symbolic dream. It's like dream analysis, like, and to work with it and work with it and work with it and work with it in the ways that I work with things, right? From deep, deep places, which we're going to do in that workshop, the free one. Okay. I think I'm done now. I'll probably say something at the end, but working with it, working with it, working with it, and getting to a place of, I crave this. (sighs) from a very high spiritual place. This is my truth. It took me years to get to this. I crave this from a very high spiritual place. I crave this human experience to be, let me be your hands in the world. Let me live a life that is so surrendered over to something way more powerful than me, way, wiser than me let me live this life of surrendered receptivity to what it is that the divine wants to move through me and out into the world that's that's my truth that's when i get to the pure essence of what that is that myth in me that calling that desire that turns me on when I get to that the purest essence of it it's that that's how I long to live my life is that surrendered that surrendered over to God it has nothing to do with the physical expression of it the physical expression of it is fucking beautiful and glorious and throws me into that place of just God like just God Just we are all God. like I am God. Everything is God. There is nothing that is not divinity, right? Just the sheer consciousness itself and sheer life itself. But when we get to the pure essence, and so here's question five. Here's five. We're going to round it up with question five. What do you need to do to get to the pure essence of the things you're longing for, or the taboo things, or the things that turn you on, or the things that light you up? What is it? Like, what's gonna get you, what's gonna get you there? What, what is it? What, just that question. Like, what is that? Those things that you just long, and, and to do the work around them. Like, do the work. Get in there. Get in there, right? Like, get in the spaces that will take you to the pure essence of the things that you're craving, of the things that you are most shamed about. That I'm serious. The things that most fuck up your life. The things that that you hide the most, that you, ha- you do not want anyone to know about. Those, those let's stop letting them express themselves in wounded, shameful, hurtful ways. Let's get to the guts of the true essence, the pure essence of it. If you get to the pure essence of it, I am telling you, it is a love expression. It is a high expression and it is a gift to the world. And it's most likely one of those gifts that only you can give the world, right? It's yours, it's your unique gift to give the world it's your unique gift to give the world and part of you know kind of how i see things and feel things and i've experienced things and i experience this in others is that that's part of what we're here to do is to move through this life to be able to express like our deepest desires and passions and longings whatever they are and it might be to be husband to be great mother to be boss woman right to have lots of, I don't even know what it is, right? It doesn't matter what it is. But we get to go there. We get to go there. We work through this to get there. And that's when we hit fulfillment. That's when we are living so purposeful. That's when we are in the flow. That's a beautiful man in my life. Calls this I'm dangerous when I live from there. I'm, I'm dangerous. Right? That's when we are living danger. Like you're you're dangerous. You are so in the flow. You are you are being fulfilled and you are fulfilling. You are so you. You are so you. You are so fully, authentically you. To me, there's no other way to live. All right. Um, Beautiful to be here with you. Share this podcast, this episode with anyone you think this would help. Seriously, man, woman, whatever, dog, (laughs) cat. Just please um, support us in whatever way feels right. Like, Please don't hold back. Um, We're planning on doing some really beautiful things in this world this year. And your support is so... um, We're so grateful for it. It's so beautiful and it's so amazing. And we want to keep supporting you and we'd love for you to keep supporting us. And so just your shares, your comments on podcasts, your reviews on podcasts, your comments on YouTube, your thoughts on YouTube, all of that stuff is beautiful. For those of you who are like, yeah, I'm really wanting to do experiential work. Like I'm really wanting to do the experiential work. Join the Facebook group right now. Join the Facebook group. Pay attention. Sign up for the newsletter, rewildingforwomen.com, sabrinalynn.com, one of those two, whatever. Um, And we're going to get you details for that journey. I'm really looking forward to it. This is being recorded on the 2nd of January, 2021. We're going to do that probably the last week of January, somewhere around there, third week, fourth week of January. So it's coming up soon. So if you're hearing this and you're like, yes, I need to sign up, or yes, I wanna do that, don't waste your time, like don't, don't miss it. Just go now and do it. Get in the Facebook group, you won't miss things. Go subscribe, we will definitely be sending out emails to everyone who's a part of our community, everyone's email that we have um, to invite you to come and do this with us. All right, Um, so much love to you, and I will see you when I see you, where I see you, and how I see you.